We're going to have a baby dedication, or more specifically, a child dedication time right now. And, uh, but to do that, I think it's important that we look at some scriptures. We're going to take a few minutes before the parents get in line. Maybe just they can be seated because we're going to take a few minutes and just share some things from the Word because, um, you know, it's important that we realize that dedic- what really a dedication is. A child dedication is not, you know, baptizing them to be saved or, you know, some things. Different, different church circles do different things, but this is based on what God did, or actually uh, Hannah, uh, Samuel's mother did for Samuel whenever he was a child. She said, Lord, you give me a child, I'll dedicate him to the Lord. And she, she presented him for, for God's use, however God wanted to use him in his life, then, then she dedicated him to that. But guess what? She also dedicated him, she also dedicated her and her, her father, uh, or his father, dedicated themselves to bringing the child up in the way they should go. How many of you know that it's more than a child dedication, it's a parent dedication? Dedicating to uh, bring up the child in the way they should go. And guess what? God attached a guarantee to that. He said, bring up a child or train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Amen. So our job as parents is to train them up and the way that they should go. You say, what way should they go? Well, they should go the way of the word. So you know what that means. Parents have to have their minds renewed with the Word of God to find out what God's plan is in His Word, number one. But how many of you know specifically, and we're going to look at this in a minute, God will show you your child's, your child's purpose or the plan that God has for your child specifically because there's specific things by the leading of the Spirit. He'll have you train each one uniquely in in order to help bring them into the plan God has for them. Um, I like what Pastor Nancy said about raising Stephen and Grant, her two sons. That she said she had in her spirit because of what God needed to, how God needed to use each one. There were certain things that he, that she would do to uh, help each one uniquely, such as keep them, keep them around the right kinds of people. Um, you know, one of them she sensed needed more solitude so God could talk more to them. Not that God doesn't want to talk to all of us, but we're different. Different ones of us are different, you know. So there's just things God will tell you specifically about how to raise your child. And so that's what you're dedicating yourself to do. Seeking God, finding the plan of God. We'll look at that in a moment. But there's a verse here I want to read. Psalm 127.3. It says, children are an heritage of the Lord and the fruit of the womb is his reward. I want you to see that, that, that term, the heritage of the Lord. Say it out loud, children are a heritage of the Lord. Amen. It's something that God gives. Children are something that God gives. Well, guess what? Uh, Raising a child is more than just teaching them to brush their teeth, teaching them not to hit their sister, (laughs) you know, uh, whatever. Uh, Those are all important, right? (laughs) Right? Okay, those are important. But how many of you know there's teaching them, remember God said, you shall speak of them, to, speak of the word of God to your children when you sit in your house, when you stand, rise up, when you walk by the way. In other words, all through the activities of your day, uh, be always telling them what the scriptures say. Yeah. Amen. Put the word of God into them. And uh, that's, that's ch- child raising just as much. Really, as something that he calls a heritage of the Lord, you, what that tells us is that God is the one who gives children and we are the stewards of their development. I'm talking about these developmental years until they leave the home. We're stewards of that. 
You know, sometimes people say, well, God, do something with this child. He did. He gave him a parent. He gave him a parent. And he said, this is the way I want you to train this child in line with the word. You know, society has all kinds of ideas and they change every few years about whether you should do this for a child to train them, you know, and so forth and so on. And they, 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 it, it's really twisted out there. Just stay with what the word of God says. Amen. You are not the butler down at your house. You're the parent. Be the parent. Amen. And you're not your child's friend. I don't mean don't be friendly, but you know what I mean. You're not, you're not, that your child is not your buddy. Your child is, is, is someone that you are responsible to direct their lives. Amen. Just like, um, you know, children, sometimes they seem to sort of govern, they, they see to, seem to sort of set the atmosphere of the home. They seem to sort of determine what direction the family goes. No, you determine which direction the family goes. I want to encourage you, don't train your child that, you know, if softball practice is on Wednesday night, that because softball practice is in, in their mind important, that that's where we go on Wednesday night. You're training them that that's more important than God or church. Amen. And whenever they need help, then uh, softball is, is not going to be able to help them. I'm not saying don't put, peop don't put children in sports, but you don't, I mean, do it another night. Right? Because what are you? You're a steward of your child's life. And uh, you are to prepare them for God's use. Um, th there's, there's so much here. I, I really am not going to take time to get into all this. Um, but your child needs to be a child that demonstrates the power of God. Just like Samuel did at his younger years. Was God was talking to him. God was promoting him. God was talking to him and preparing him. And so, uh, Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Train means more than teach. Let me give you an example. And this is something I've used over the years. How many of you know when a parent is saying, and I'm not saying this happens in your home, but I'm just saying in general, in culture, this can happen sometimes. So, you know, tell, parents tell their children, kids, stay off of drugs. And then, you know, within five minutes, could you go, go get my cigarettes? Bring me my cigarettes. <laughs> you are saying one thing, but your actions are training in a different way. Training, does, it means to model character in front of. And training doesn't just mean tell them what to do. Training means if they don't do it, then you direct their lives in the way they are supposed to go. Amen. You, 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 don't, just, you don't just teach, you, you mold character. You correct if necessary. Right? Let me tell you something. Uh, can I just be a little blunt right now? All the trouble we're having in society right now is because of broken down homes. Yeah. There's a lot of times I hear people say things and I just look at the TV screen or whatever I'm looking at and say, your mama didn't raise you right. Your mama didn't teach you right. Or could I say something else, parents? Maybe some parents, uh, maybe some parents are training right, but at the age of whatever, 18 or something like that, they send them off to a secular university to brainwash them and take out of them everything that was put in, that you put into them for whatever, 18 years or something like that. It's time to wake up and realize they're not just teaching mathematics and science down at the university anymore. They got an agenda. How about this side of the church? You still awake over here? 
There's an agenda and you need to not, not lose your fruit. You know God said to Abraham, I can go ahead and preach on this. God said to Abraham, I'm not going to hide from you what I'm going to do because I know you'll, and I'm going to talk to you about some things because I know you'll raise your children right. Did you know that's in the Bible? In other words, there's some things God will share with parents who raise their children right that he won't share with other parents who won't raise their children right. Why? Because if he told the ones who aren't raising their children right, that will end, what he told the parents will end with that generation and won't get passed on to the next generation. God is a multi-generational God. Amen. Now, can I just go to a few verses here? We're not going to, this is not the teaching, preaching part of the service, but I do want to share what God put in my heart. I want you to go to Hebrews chapter number 11. And uh, we, you know, the great hall of fame of faith, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews 11 says in verse number 23, by faith, Moses, when he was born. Now, it looks like he's talking about Moses' faith, but look at, keep on reading. Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. How many of you know Moses didn't hide himself? His parents hid him. So this is not talking about Moses' faith. This is talking about his parents' faith. By faith, Moses was hidden by his parents, in other words. Uh, for three months, whenever he was born. Now, why is this, why, is, why were they hiding him? This was whenever, this was the time in Egypt when Israel had become, Israel were slaves in Egypt, but they had multiplied so much that they're becoming dangerous to the Pharaoh because they could revolt. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Plus, they were oppressing them and oppressed people tend to revolt, right? Yeah. Rightly so. Praise the Lord. <laughs> How many of you know I'm still preaching this morning? Yeah. But, but the point here is that um, he said, cause th- so the, what the Pharaoh was doing, he was killing all the babies. Now that's the, first, uh, that's the first record of baby killing in the history that we have in the world. But uh, it's still happening today. Yes. Amen. Uh, you know, and it's, it's, it's wicked. Tell your neighbor it's wicked. <laughs> but we won't get off on that. There's too many rabbit trails here. I can't go down all those rabbit trails. But here's the point. Uh, so to keep him, why did they hide Moses? To keep him from being killed. Now, by faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. Now, notice, they saw he was a proper child, and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. So, this is talking about faith to raise children. Faith is about more than getting in the prayer line and having hands laid on you and getting healed. We're not moments, we're not people that have moments of faith. We're people that live by faith. And faith looks a lot different than a lot of Christians think it looks. Faith is the way you raise your children. Faith is the way you decide to have the most influence on your child than the school, than the, than the cartoons you entertain them with, than, the, than, than their little buddies down at the school, right? Even than the church. You as the parent should have more influence on the direction your child goes even than the church. Even more than the church. Now, I'm not saying the church is a bad influence. Keep them in church. But my point is, you are the steward. You, more than the church is the steward of those children, you are the steward of those children. God gave those children to you, and he counts parents, moms and dads, as the most responsible. Go on. Did you come to church to hear this this morning, or do you want to? You are the most responsible. He said, you train them right, and they'll turn out so he can use them right. So Moses' parents, rather than give him up, yield him up to the devil to destroy his life and the plan God had for his life. You know, all those babies that have been aborted over the last however many years, you know, God had a plan for every one of their lives. That's the plan being aborted. That's not just a baby being aborted. That's the plan of God being aborted. 
But how many of you know if a parent doesn't raise their children right, they're also aborting the plan that God has for their children. I know it's tight this morning, but it gets a little old hearing some of the stuff that's going on. So we got to talk about it. And realize that parenting's about more than just, you know, well, Lord, how, how much time can I take here? Parenting is not supposed to be passive. Parenting is a hands-on job. It's a 24-7 job. Somebody said, I didn't sign up for this. Well, you sure did whenever you got in bed with that man or that woman. Yes, you signed up. You thought you were signing up for a moment of pleasure. You were signing up for a life of work. A life of stewardship. And if you didn't want that, you shouldn't have done it. But you did it. So now, whether you want it or not, you're it, mama. You're it, daddy. Amen. Well, it takes a lot of my time for things I want to do. Well, that's real selfish of you. The Bible says the, a, a child that is directed and corrected, uh, when, when I, let me see if I can find this verse. Oh, Jesus, I got so much going on on the inside of me. And there's a verse here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It talks about in Proverbs uh, 29.15. Look at Proverbs 29.15. We're going to have two sermons this morning. Is that all right? I could not. I was asking the Lord. I said, Lord, which sermon do I preach? And it came to me. Preach both of them. Amen. I mean, you get a double whammy this morning. You, don't you like going to some place and they got a two for one deal going on? I'm, <laughs> Proverbs 29. Look at Proverbs 29, verse number 15. This has been a verse he, the Lord takes me to a lot um, when I think of these things. The rod and reproof give wisdom. Now, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about that. The rod and reproof. The rod and reproof is correction. There's two main parts of raising children. Number one, instruction. Number two, correction. It's not fair to be correcting children when you didn't give them instructions and they didn't know what to do right in the first place. Bible said, don't provoke your children to wrath. That's a good way to provoke them to wrath. You know, they didn't know they weren't supposed to do that and they get spanked for doing it. Right? Can I get a better amen than that? So training is about more than just correction. It's about instructions. Um, and, and somebody, how many of you know, they didn't get it because you said it one time. It's over and over and over again. You say the same thing over and over again. What did mommy say? What did daddy say, right? You say, pastor, why are you going over all this? Some of us know this. That's the thing. Some of you know it. Some of you don't. So we're training you. <laughs> so train up a child. <laughs> Children raising children, that's the problem we got going on in our society right now. So, um, train, notice verse number 15 here. The rod and reproof give wisdom. Do you know whenever you train and you correct your child that you are giving to them? Love gives. It's love that gives. That's what you're doing. To neglect your child. Let's read the rest of it. Uh, he said, the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself. You might want to circle those words, left to himself. Um, put a line out by the edge, and the, the margin, and say, uh, neglected. In other words, what does neglect mean here? They weren't trained and they weren't corrected. Training, 
Correction. Training. Correction. I'm talking about correction if they don't follow the training. Right? You know, one thing I'm happy for, there's a lot of single people and and young married couples who are working in the daycare. They're learning a lot about raising kids. (laughs) They're learning. Okay. This is a hands-on job. This is not a put them over there and let them watch cartoons and let let them grow up. No. No, it's a hands-on job. It's finding out. What did they teach you at school today? What happened at school today? What did little Johnny say? What are your friends doing? What what happened down there at that house you had spent the night at? Right? I mean, you're, you're, you're part, of, uh, <laughs> part of parenting is uh, being interested. It's about being involved. It's about asking questions. It's about praying in the Holy Ghost and getting answers when they don't tell you what happened. Praise the Lord. Well, the wicked, let, let's look at verse number 15. The rod and reproof give wisdom. Say give. You might want to circle give because that's what you're doing. You're giving to your child. But a child left to himself, in other words, they're not trained. They're left to themselves to figure things out on their own and don't, know that, don't have the input of a parent. He brings his mother to shame. In other words, think, that child will turn out in ways that will be embarrassing. You know, it's embarrassing when they're on the news for murder. They're on the news for being arrested for being a crazy person. Amen. Amen. It's awfully quiet in this Presbyterian church. Or is this something else? What, is, what kind of church is this? Spirit of faith? Spirit of faith family church. Praise God. So you're giving to your child. I want you to see here. This is the verse that I, that I get so much out of. You're giving whenever you train and whenever you uh, correct. But when you're not involved, see, he's talking about the difference between active parenting and passive parenting. One is a person, a parent that's involved. The other is a parent who leaves their child. Notice he said, left to himself. He leaves him child, his child to figure things out on their own. And I'm not just talking about how to brush your teeth. I'm talking about how to be a, a good, uh, how to respect authority. Do you know, parent, that whenever you say yes and they don't listen, or you say, let's put it the other way, when you say no and they don't listen, do you, and, and then you don't do anything about it, do you know you just trained them that it's okay to rebel against authority? They say, well, it's just a minor thing. Well, it's not minor whenever they grow up and they're rebelling against policemen. You know what I'm talking about? This all gets trained in the home. The, the, the discipline that your child needs to learn is to be internal. You're to internalize it, not, depend, not wait for them to depend on external discipline. You know, the policeman's billy club. You know what I'm talking about? But the, the, you need to internalize the discipline. Somebody said, when can I let my child make their own decisions? Whenever they prove they can make the right decision. That's whenever they're ready to make their right deci- make, make decisions for themselves. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, it's good preaching, Pastor. We could say, now, Proverbs 22, 6 again, train up a child in the way he should go. When he's old, he'll not depart it. So train means uh, more than just uh, extra, uh, uh, you know, instruction. Um, it's to mold character. Mold your child's character. What you fail to properly train a child in, you leave them to learn the hard way. Amen. 
I said, you will leave them to learn the hard way. Do you know that Samuel, excuse me, not Samuel, but Eli, in the book of Samuel, it's in 1 Samuel, um, Eli uh, fell under the judgment of God because he didn't correct his sons? Yeah. I've seen that in homes. I've seen that in homes. You know, parenting is very enlightening. I mean, excuse me, pastoring. That's what I meant to say. Pastoring is very enlightening. And so really, Eli's passive parenting, he would not address his sons and correct them. His passive parenting cost him an early death. That's in 1 Samuel chapter number 3. So this is a big deal with God. All right, so let's back this up and then we'll wrap this up. Go back to Hebrews chapter number 11. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, the Bible talks about him uh, walking right because of his parents training him. There in Hebrews chapter number 11, his parents' faith is mentioned in verse 23. And then from then on, it's Moses' faith. Moses in verse 24 started making right decisions, choosing right, choosing the fellowship of the people of God rather than living in sin. He valued the right things in verse number 26. He, uh, he uh, obeyed the plan of God. He left the Egypt in verse 27 and the world. He was more reverent of God than he was afraid of the, those who were wicked. In other words, he started walking right because verse 23 was there. Verse 23 is his parents' faith. His parents. Now, really, you have to really realize, especially if you understand faith, because it says by faith in verse 23, that Moses was raised right by, because of faith. Um, but you know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I think there's more to Hebrews 11 than what's written here. I believe God had spoken to Moses, probably Moses' mother, because she's the one that's referenced often. Moses' mother had heard from God about God's plan for Moses. Because that's the way faith comes. Faith comes by hearing, right? And so um, Moses' mother, the uh, uh, Bible says here, both of his parents, but I believe it's his mother if you read the whole story, they heard what God's plan was and they decided they're not giving their child up to the devil. They're going to use their faith to raise that child even whenever the world said there's no way he could live. They used their faith and ended up being able to raise that child until he was weaned. And the influence of a mother's faith was so strong in however many, how old's a child weaned usually? We don't have any mothers that know? Four? In, in, in the third world countries, it's four years. So within that period of time, that mother had enough influence on a child's life that he stayed right the rest of his life. Wow. I said, wow. Is that possible? Yes. But it doesn't come by passive parenting. So, um, she actually changed the whole course of history by, by using her faith to put into that child in four years' time, or however long it was, four years' time, how long that period of time was into him, enough to keep him going the right direction, which brought all that Moses' ministry brought into the earth. 
you know that they have his picture in a carving in the, in the, uh, in the uh, I believe it's in the uh, Senate or somewhere, in the, in the House of Representatives or somewhere in the United States as the lawgiver. That, the, the Ten Commandments that God gave through Moses has changed the whole course of history. And the things that God brought Israel into changed the whole course. A mother's faith changed the whole course of history. Wow. She changed our nation. Right? The devil's trying to change it back, but, but we're going to have what God has planned for this nation. So praise the Lord. Now, so you need to recognize that your faith is not to just be in your generation. You are responsible to, to give your children a heritage of faith, to trust God, hear God, walk with God, obey God, use your faith whenever, there's, whenever it doesn't look like it's a good decision financially, but do what God said anyway. Not just tell your parents, I mean your children that, but demonstrate that in front of them. Get your children involved in the prayer project. Say, you know, mommy and daddy need a new car. Okay, let's pray together. You know, little Johnny, little Susie, they're there. They're, and they're, they're going to believe God. Let me tell you, if, you're not, if you don't have faith, those children got faith. Yeah, they got faith. <laughs> Hallelujah, especially if you've been training them. So, um, spend some time studying tra- raising children. If, you, if you're responsible for this, God wants you to do it in faith. Yes. Right? Yes. We got books out here on this. One of my favorite, uh, Pastor Nancy's got uh, a book or two, I don't remember, one, one book. And then there's another one out here, uh, Train Up a Child, I think it is. Really good book. There's, there's things that you can get a hold of good resources that are based on the Word of God. I mean, spend more time preparing for raising children at least than you did for your driver's test. People think they know how to do it just because they were raised. Well, maybe you don't know how to do it scripturally because you, were, because you grew up. Or at least that's what people say. You grew up. Right? Praise the Lord. There's a lot we could get into, but I just want you to see that, that there's more to this story. Apparently, God had spoken to Moses' mother, maybe his par- parents both, but uh, about the plan God had for them. And they took their, their responsibility to use their faith to, to train him so that he would fulfill that plan. Amen. Let me tell you one of the least, least selfish things you can do is raise a child. Because it takes a lot of your time. I would rather be doing this. I would rather be doing that. But Johnny needs some daddy time. Johnny needs some mama time. Right? You still glad you came to church this morning? So faith prepares a child for what God wants them to do. Faith is a steward. Faith. See, that child belongs to God. He gave them to you to steward, that, to steward their training. Right? Right? That's the way we need to see this. I am this child's steward. I'm not the owner of this child. This child was given to me to steward by God. God's, God's the one who has a plan for this child. And uh, I'm responsible to uh, train him for that plan. And that's, that's what I'm going to use my faith to do. Praise the Lord. Make sure your child's uh, purpose and plan is secured in the plan of God. Praise God. Let's stand up together. Thank you, Jesus. Say it out loud. Stewardship. Involves responsibility. Yes, it does. Amen. There's a lot of responsibility in raising a child. But guess what? You're equipped for it. That child came with grace. That, that child came with heaven's help. 
heaven's ability. God will tell you things that you need to know to raise that child right just because that child is in there in your life and he wants to do something with them. I had, when I was growing up, I didn't ask my parents whether we go to church Wednesday night or we go to church on Sunday morning. That was a silly, you don't ask that question in my house because that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to church. Right? I tell people when I was a kid, I had a drug problem. My parents drugged me to church. (laughs) Amen. They didn't ask me. When I was a teenager, when I was a teenager, 16, 17 years old, they still didn't ask me if I wanted to go to church. And at that stage, I did not want to go to church. Especially that church. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. But that, they didn't ask me. They were training me in the way I should go. And I got a church habit that has changed my whole life. Changed my whole life. Praise the Lord. So we're going to dedicate some children to the Lord. You may be seated. Just wanted to get you repositioned a little bit. Get, you, get the blood circulating. We're going to call up the, the, some parents who are going to dedicate themselves. And they're going to dedicate their child. And uh, so as I call these parents up, uh, I'll have them come up one at a time. And uh, we're going to give them then a letter from us and then a, um, a letter of congratulations, that is. And then we're going to also, I think we've got all your emails, the parents' emails, uh, so we can send you a complimentary link of the rest of this service. And then also we have a baby's uh, first Bible, maybe, if you haven't given them one already, then a child dedication certificate. And then we want you to go, we're going to give you a certificate in the packet that we're going to give you for a, a complimentary book called Train Up a Child by My. Michael and Doris Pearl. It's out over here in the bookstore. It's a really good book. So, praise God. The first child that's going to bring their parents is Uriah Christopher. Uriah Christopher. Come on up. Uh, Noah and Alexis uh, had Uriah a couple weeks ago. Two weeks? What is it? Almost three weeks. So, Uriah Christopher. Reach out your hand. Um, you think he'll let me hold him? Is he pretty, pretty laid back like daddy? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Hi, Uriah. Oh, look at that smile. Good looking. Yeah, got your bow tie on. All right. Reach your hands out towards him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this gift, this treasure you've given Noah and Alexis. Father, thank you for your protection over him in his birth. Thank you how you cared for him and brought him forth healthy and strong. And mom was healthy and strong. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Father, this child belongs to you. This child came from you and belongs to you. And thank you, Father, for the parents and the training that they have prepared for to raise this child. Father, what a difference it makes. We thank you so much for the plan you have for Uriah. We commit him to that plan. We dedicate him to it. Parents, mom and dad, they dedicate themselves, Father, to steward his upbringing so that he'll fulfill that plan. He'll walk in your plan all the days of his life. There'll never be a day he's not, out, he's not in your plan. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for him. We dedicate him to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father, for gifts of the Spirit, revelation knowledge, revel- words of knowledge, words of wisdom, uh, utterances of the Spirit that give them answers for how to raise him in the way he should go. We give you all the praise, Father. We thank you for his, his plan that you have for him. In Jesus' name, amen. Slept right through it. <laughs> Praise God. I, I don't have him turn towards the camera. Let me do this. There we go. Can you see? All right. All right. 
Good? All right. Give them a big hand. Uriah. Here's the things we talked about in his Bible. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Next, we're going to have Christopher, Chris, and Danny come up, and they're going to bring Zadok, Charles Shepherd. All right. About nine months old, I believe, right? Um, almost, ten. almost ten months. <laughs> Praise God. Hi, buddy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> You're getting too much vitamin C, I can tell you right there. How are you? I don't think he's going to want me to hold him. Does he? You gonna be, can I hold you? You're shy. We'll just do it mommy's way. Oh, you want to come? All right. Can I hold you? Look at all those people out there. They're all looking at you. Yeah, they're up there. Not down there. They're up there. See? There you go. <laughs> Praise God. Reach out your hand toward him. Zadok, we commit you to the plan that God has for your life. Mom and dad commit to raising him right, Father God, and we bless you and thank you for your, your uh, gift to them. Father, thank you for the, the preparations that mom and dad have made to raise him right. Yeah. We're thankful, Father God, for wisdom, supernatural wisdom and insight to raise him up for the plan. We thank you, Father God, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Uh, we commit him to you. Father, we thank you for divine direction from heaven, insight in mom and dad's prayer life on exactly things that need to be said, things that need to be done, the ways, the ways that he's to go. We bless you and thank you that the devil will never have him a single day of his life. Hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Father, we've put a, a bloodline around him of divine protection yes. from wrong influences, yes. wrong friendships, wrong relationships, people that the enemy would send to plant things into his life that don't belong there. We put a bloodline around him and agree that he's kept from those influences all the days of his life. And Father, thank you for wisdom for mom and dad to know who to allow into his fellowship and who to say no to. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. All right. See, that wasn't that bad. Where'd, where'd the camera go? Oh, there you are. I got him turned wrong again. Here you go. Look. There you go. There you go. Look up at the camera. <laughs> All right. There you go, buddy. Thank you, guys. Yes. Do you need another one? Okay, you can hold him. Hi. All right. All right. There you go. Love you guys. All right. All right. So next. Yes. Praise God. Jared is coming with his three little ones. And he and Brittany, who's in heaven. Brittany and Jared had uh, Jet, Michael, Zaid, Leo, and Zoe, Virginia. And also Kelly's mom, Brittany. Uh, excuse me. Uh, Brittany's mom, Kelly's coming. So, praise the Lord. <clears throat> All right. This is Jet, right? Right. This is Zaid. And this is Zoe. My, my, my. Did you, did you tell me to wear this? It looks like you just... <clears throat> <laughs> hey, buddy. Can I hold you, Jet? Are you too big for that? All right. <clears throat> This is, this is Zaid, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it this way. Well, see the people up here? See, look. Look up here. 
There you go. Say hi, everybody. <laughs> Father, thank you for these children. The devil's a liar. And Father God, this, their lives will not be scarred or marked by anything that has happened in the past because the devil is under our feet. We commit them all three to you, Father, and to your plan. Thank you for wisdom, supernatural wisdom for dad and even the family that's helping raise the children. Father, thank you for that. Supernatural insight into how to raise all three of them. We bless you. We commit them to you. We dedicate them to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Father, we thank you for the anointing that's on, that was on Brittany, coming on her, coming on Zoe, in Jesus' mighty name, so that she'll fulfill that mandate. My, 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 Holy Ghost, thank you for that. She'll fulfill that mandate and carry it out until it's finished. Satan, you did not rob the earth of that gift because it's resident in Zoe, in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying, brother Jared. In the name of Jesus, we commit you and commit Jet in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Father God, for protection around their lives, protection from wrong influences and Satan's plans. We say that Satan, you'll never have them a single day of their lives. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for wisdom, Father, like we said, and we thank you, Father God. Yes, 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 I see that. Thank you, Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. I, that, thank you. That'll come. That'll come. That'll come. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Praise God. Thank you for letting me hold you. Can we get your picture? Can we join you in your picture? All right. All right. Praise God. Why are you so good looking? Huh? Yes, you are. You're all good looking. Thank you all. You want me to let you down? All righty. Let me get you the Bibles and so forth. There you go. Which one of you wants to hold it? There you go. All right. Thanks for coming and seeing me. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Yay. Yay, 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 yay. Hallelujah. Next, Joshua Emmanuel is bringing mom and dad. Brother Juan and Susanna are coming. This is, I think, the youngest. No, this is not the youngest one. This is, this is next to the youngest one. Look at this outfit. Oh, my goodness. Come here, Joshua. Can I hold you? You all dressed up for your day. Yes, you are. My goodness. Looky there. Looky there. Looky, looky. See all those people? Yes. Praise God. Oh, my goodness. My goodness, my goodness. Reach out your hands. In the name of Jesus, Father, we dedicate Joshua Emmanuel to you. We commit him to your plan. Thank you for giving him to such parents that know how to raise him and steward that plan. Know the Holy Ghost. Know the Word. And uh, are renewing their minds to how to raise children. We thank you, Father, for that. And Father, thank you for the advantage that Joshua has because of that. We commit him to your plan, yes. Father. Mom and dad commit themselves yes. to uh, raise him in the plan of God and to yes. get the mind of the Holy Ghost for the specifics. Yes, we thank you, Father, for him and his life. We commit him to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. Yes. And like, once again, Father, we surround him with the faith of God yes. and with the blood of Jesus. Yes. Satan, you'll never have him a day of his life. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Oh, my, my. 
Yeah. Yeah. Hey, can you turn around for us? He's a little wobbly. Yeah, you're just a little wobbly. Yeah. There you go. Can you see? There you go. Hold on. Let me get. We got to look good for the picture. Yeah. Looky, looky, looky. All right. All right. Love you. Praise God. Yeah. All right. There you go. Praise the Lord. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Are you glad you came to church this morning? It's a little different this morning, right? Let's stand to our feet. Praise God. Get a little different position. Praise the Lord. Let the blood go circulating on down into your toes again. Praise God. All right. You may be seated. <laughs> Let's receive this morning's tithes and offerings. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Glory to God. That, ends, that concludes service number one. All right. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you need an envelope, the ushers are there to serve, to, serve that to you. And if you're making checks, make them to Spirit of Faith Family Church. And uh, if you're giving by check, make sure and appropriate which, designa- you know, which fund you're designating towards and giving it towards. And uh, we'll be sure and get it in the right place. We, we are meticulous about making sure things get in the right place. Amen. We, you can ask Teresa and some of the ones that help us. We, we make sure it gets in the right place. But um, so praise God. And if you're giving by a text or something, be sure and get the uh, proper information up here as to which, which category you're giving to. If you're giving in Cedar Rapids, then there's information on your screen. Um, did I say Cedar Rapids? Kansas City. You're giving on your screen as well there. It's in, the information's there. Praise the Lord. Well, let's just go ahead and receive the offering. I was going to give an offering sermon, but I think we've had one sermon. We'll get another sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. Everybody ready to give this morning? Hallelujah. All right. Father, thank you for your supply in our lives. We're grateful for the anointing that destroys the yoke of poverty as we walk in the light of the word. We're blessed, Father God, to walk in a covenant where you supply all our needs according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, say it out loud. That means so be it. Amen. Go ahead, ushers. i
God. We do worship you, Father. We're grateful to you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name. I just had it in my heart while we were singing. I want to minister to you, Christian and Christine. Is, is Christine here? Did she go to Kansas City? She's right here. Come, would you come forward? Christian's mother, back with September, what, the end of, the end of September, went to heaven uh, in California. And then, um, so there was plant, there, pardon? Nevada. Nevada. I'm so sorry. Uh, and uh, there was plans for them to go out and because uh, they delayed the memorial service so forth and then was it last night his father went to heaven was found yeah and so I just think we ought to that, that's a lot to happen and uh, I just want to surround them with our faith and our love amen because we're family amen we, we need one another we need one another's faith and encouragement and uh, thank God they both I believe I believe you you're sure that both of them went to heaven from what I heard and uh, that's that's comforting to know that but yet still two parents within a couple really month plus uh, that's that's a lot so reach your hands towards them father we're so thankful for the spirit of God that the comforter that lives on the inside of us father Christian and Christine they draw upon that help this morning but father we add our faith to them and with them we surround them with our ministry and our love, our, our comfort, Father. We let them draw on our comfort and we minister that to them, Father. Father, especially Christian's heart. Father, minister to him this morning. I thank you, Father God, for strengthening him on the inside. Father, thank you that they had... Uh, that Christian had good relationships and an upbringing that, that trained him in the way he should go. And that heritage lives on through him. And he can honor them through living out that life that they trained him in. Yes. We're so thankful, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for visitations in the nighttime of, of your presence, just surrounding them and ministering to them in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you. We add our faith to them. And as a congregation, Father, we commit to pray for him and pray for Christine. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for it. Amen. Love you guys. You need anything, you know where to, where to call. Praise God. Love you, Christine. Praise God. They sow so much. This, this couple, this family, sow so much into this congregation. And I believe it's time to give back some. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. I worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness to them and the whole family. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You may be seated. Um, we're going to do something here um, a little, little different this morning. The rest of the service is going to be a little bit different. And you might say, what's it going to be? Well, just stay and don't leave. <laughs> um, coming up uh, in... January, let's see if I can get the date, January, 20, 21st of January next year, we're going to have Vision Sunday. Anybody ever been around, been, been in a Vision Sunday? People like Vision Sunday. Vision Sunday is where we all uh, gather and uh, hear what God's saying concerning what we're going to reach for in the next year and believe God for in the ministry development. We've already got things stirring in our hearts to share and uh, <clears throat> to, to uh, minister more and more to more people. Praise the Lord. And so we do that every Sunday. We've not done it in Kansas City yet, except for every month, <laughs> you know, casting the vision down there until we started the church. But this is a big deal because um, it's a time where we all come together and, and, 
and uh, join our faith in one direction. How many of you know the Bible talks about all, uh, all of us speaking the same thing and, and, and reaching for the same things and being in unity together? There's individual things God's put in our unique families, in our hearts for our unique families. But this is about what's the plan of God going forward concerning, you know, the congregation, right? <clears throat> So we've been doing that for how many years? Ten years or, or more probably. And it's been a big hit because it just helps us. I mean, vision is, is it gives direction to our steps, right? So, but, so we're going to do that January the 21st. And I wanted you to mark it on your calendar because it'd be uh, a service you don't want to miss, but actually be here for that. And then um, we've already announced we're going to, at that Sunday, bring a big aviation offering. How many of you heard about that? That was announced back oh, a month and maybe six weeks ago or something like that. So that's going to happen on that Sunday. You say, what's a big aviation offering? Well, in this case, it's going towards the aircraft and um, that we are needing to go back and forth to Kansas City. And then... Um, um, so, but, but we all bring, we all, what we do is we get ready. We start believing God for amounts. Lord, show us what you want us to do in that big offering. And uh, no pressure from the, from the ministry. No pressure from anybody. You're just between you and God. Yeah. Amen. And so uh, find out, get, you know, talk to your spouse, pray, to pray together, see what God would have you do. Um, you know, find out, uh, you know, get in agreement. It's important that husbands and wives be in agreement, right? And so, and then start believing God for that. We announced this back, I think, in September, maybe. And uh, we were encouraging you. We haven't said much about it since, but I wanted to say something about it here. Said, uh, encourage you to start reaching for that. We give you from September all the way to January to mix your faith with what God says to give and begin to prepare it. And when it starts coming in, put it aside into an account or something. And, and, and uh, then on that Sunday, January the 21st, we're going to all bring that and we're going to give it in a special offering towards just the, uh, the aviation department. And so um, it's something that's prepared ahead of time. And so uh, it's not something we just kind of come to church and say, well, let's, let's see what we want to give. It's, it's something we've prayed about. We've already set it aside. And we, it's given out of, of the, what we've already set aside, not out of something we don't have, right? So we're going to do that. And uh, I want to encourage you to find out what, what uh, I want to encourage you to participate in it, first of all. But find out what the Lord wants you to do. And uh, prepare that seed. And then a couple weeks before the service, that, that service, 21st of January, we'll give you an envelope. You can begin to put that in there and so forth. And uh, we'll all bring it. Now, last time we did this was, uh, was it in 2021 or 20, 20 September? September? Last time we did this, we uh, counted it right here in the service, right? And then we, 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 some people didn't want their names called, but we called out the name, okay, so-and-so's given, so-and-so. And we're going to do it similar to that this time. We're going to count it right here, but we're not going to call names this time. So uh, unless, uh, unless you want to be a big star or something, we're not, no, we're not going to call your name. No, but my, my point is we... we uh, don't think there's anything wrong with calling names, but it's just in my heart not to do it this, that way this time. But we are going to count it publicly. In other words, we're going to take an offering and say, well, here's an offering for $75,000. Praise the Lord. And here's an offering for $10,000 or whatever. And we're just going to count it publicly. Right? Here's an offering for $5. Woohoo! Yeah, $5. Because everybody's gift is just as precious to God as everybody else's. 
Amen. So, but uh, that's, that's the way we're going to do it. We're going to actually, I believe it's coming out on Monday. We're going to send you a link to the teaching I did on the big offering. We took some time and taught on it. And we talked about the two categories of giving uh, something that's been prepared and doing it publicly. You're going to hear both sides of that. We're not going to call the names publicly this time. So just in case you're listening to that and wondering. But we're not going to call the names publicly. We're going to count it publicly. We're going to get a running total as we go. Praise God. And so we, we encourage you to get ready for that. And um, that will be received before we do the vision Sunday part. The vision part. And so uh, let's see here. Uh, we want to. Uh, let's see. I'm just making sure I'm getting everything. Uh, anything that you're giving up until that time uh, will go into that as well. So, but let me, let me give you a little bit of update here. Would you like a little bit of update? <clears throat> so um, we're going to, uh, as of last Sunday, we had uh, an amount that we had that, we, that had come in because that's our project this year. How many of you know we have a special project every year? And our project this year has been the aviation department. So as of last Sunday, here's what we had last Sunday. Where's the, there's the amount. That's, that's what came in this year. Uh, that's not from the big offering. That's, uh, that's, that's just this last Sunday. How many of you want to see where we are right now? All right, let's go ahead and show it where we are at right now, as of this, as of right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory. <laughs> now, how many of you remember that screen to where we were progressing the aircraft? I think we had been to, maybe we arrived, I don't think we had arrived halfway to Des Moines. But where's the screen now? We're all the way down there. <laughs> Praise the Lord. And so the goal for that phase, phase two, acquisition of the church aircraft, that we had a goal for that. We, we, we estimated that the price of the aircraft would be approximately 550000 but you can go back and see we're over that now. Praise God. And... Uh, so we, uh, praise God, we are uh, so thankful for every, every giver, every, every child that gave a dollar, five dollars or whatever. Praise God. I don't know, I had a hard time keeping my composure this whole service. Just had to. <laughs> praise God. Back in... Uh, you may be seated, but back in, I'm, I'm, I'm going to find this. I got it written down here somewhere. Uh, I got the notes. Back, I believe, in February of 2022, maybe it was. Uh, let me get the date here. Back in February of 2022, the Spirit of God, I was down in uh, Coralville. Brother Jerry Seville was here. He preached in our church, preached down in Coralville, preached up in Waterloo. But he was down in Coralville. He stopped in the middle of his sermon and he said, Pastor, I'm just going to quote what he said. You're believing for an aircraft in Jesus' name. He had heard about it. 
Uh, he said, Lord, and he prayed. He said, Lord, may the same anointing that's on me for aviation and air, airplanes, you bless me with 10 different aircraft in the last 50 years debt free. Do it for him. <laughs> Amen. And I received it. I said, yes. Amen. Praise God. Now, if you're a visitor here this morning, you might say, why does a church need an aircraft? We have started a second church in Kansas City. And it wasn't our plan. You, you can be seated again. It wasn't our plan to do that. We've, I struggled more with that decision. I, I say struggled because, not that I didn't believe, now we got streamers from the, from the air conditioning. <laughs> Not that I didn't believe the Lord spoke to me, but it's the how. How are we able to do that? And this aircraft is just a tool to do that. Um, I'm not 19 years old anymore. You might have thought I was a little over 19. I'm a little over 19. And so, you know, when you get up, you don't want to be driving and putting out as much on your body. And so, but uh, the Lord really put this in our heart years and years and years ago, probably 30 years ago or so. And uh, spoke to us that there would come a time whenever we would be in aviation in our ministry. And, and I had actually, that came out of a time where me telling my wife, the Lord, uh, the Lord corrected me on it. But I told Pastor Debbie, I said, I don't think I ever want an air aircraft for our, our ministry. And the Lord corrected me. He said, don't start setting that in motion now. And so, so I, I corrected that and I started saying, when, anytime we're in need of aviation, the Lord will show us and we'll, we'll get into it. But I kept knowing in my heart that, that it's time to get in a different flow. A paid for flow. Yes, a paid for flow. And I kept getting in my heart, I don't have to take out a loan. Or, you know, I, I'm talking about the ministry. Don't have to take out a loan for, for this. There's something already in the works. I'm just going to believe God. And back about, uh, I'd have to look it up, maybe three months ago. Two, two, three months ago, maybe, uh, there was an, air, <clears throat> excuse me, an aircraft that came on the market. Let's uh, go back to a picture of the aircraft, if you would, maybe screen number two or screen three. Yeah, screen three. Um, there's a picture. That picture right there is a Beechcraft Bonanza. It's one of the most stable, most reliable, little single-engine, uh, piston-engine aircraft on the market. In fact, it's the longest-running uh, production, private aviation production aircraft in the history of the world, I think. Because it's so successful, so stable. You know, if something's safe and good and stable and all of that, they, they keep on making them because we keep people. And that's what this is. It's called a Beechcraft Bonanza. And uh, so that's what the Lord put on our heart to get. And we found one back three months ago or so that was everything we need. And I say everything we need. I'm talking about the, it had the, uh, because here in Iowa, we, we, this is not, we're not hobby flying. You know what I mean? We, we've got to go to get down there and so forth. And so it's not like you can say, okay, we're not going to go today because the weather's bad. There will be times we won't go because the weather's bad because we use wisdom, right? But the, we don't want that to be every, every second or third Sunday because we don't have the right equipment on it. So there's certain equipment we need to have. One of them is the de-icing system. And that just simply means, well, you know, if ice forms on the wings and the tail, that changes the flow of the the laminar flow of the air and you know rather than an airplane it becomes a rock yeah. <laughs> you know? so you don't want to do that so it needs a de-icing system and there's certain things that we will not acquire the aircraft here in Iowa without 
And so I could go through all those, but I don't want to bore you with all that. So, um, so we found one three months ago. I, th I think it's about three months ago. It had everything, everything on it. And it was even nice as far as the paint job and everything. And so we just started moving towards it. And we, we worked uh, the whole contract up. And we, we got all the kinks out of the contract. We, we knew exactly what needed to be put in there. And we worked on it for Justin and I for, I think, a day and a half or so. And, um, you know, had people look over it that are reputable and stuff. You know what I'm talking about. And so, but, and I was standing at the kitchen sink one the next morning, rinsing out my cereal bowl. I said, Lord, is there anything you need to say? Now, this is the wrong time to be asking this question. Is there anything you need to say to me about this? About rather than, you know, anything I need to know about this, this aircraft? Because it just, it just seemed like it had everything. It seemed like it would be a good purchase. And he said, yeah. He said, you're trying to harvest the blade, not the ear. Now, people, I've said that in this congregation, but I don't think everybody understood. Let me just clarify a little bit. I knew exactly what he's talking about, that we had sowed, the, the ministry here had sowed a $50,000 seed to Pastor Nancy's aircraft, right? And uh, that, that, that starts, a seed starts growing. You put it in the ground, it starts growing. And I just knew that the way we were going about it, what is that? We were, we were pulling, uh, we were, you know, working the deal. Everything was natural. There was no fingerprints of God all over it. You know what I'm talking about? And he started talking to me about that. He said, your, your, your blade's coming up off of that harvest, or off of that seed you sowed to Pastor Nancy's ministry, but it's not, it's not mature enough to harvest yet. You know, when the farmers plant corn, they don't see the corn coming up and get excited and go out there with a the combine. There's, they're not going to get any harvest, right? And that's what we were doing. We're just doing something in the flesh, not, not believing God for our harvest. Harvest is always supernatural, not natural. And so I said, well, Lord, I said, uh, that means we're not going to send this contract in, doesn't it? <laughs> so, so we backed off of that. I'm so glad we did. Praise the Lord. Because I tell you, two things are happening. Two things are happening. We're going to get a better aircraft. And it's going to be paid for. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So we are just thrilled and excited. Now, um, you know, there's so much God has said to me. I want to share some things from the Word with you this morning to encourage you in your own faith. But uh, before we get to that, um, I just want to say, <clears throat> you might say, well, that sure was easy. Well, um, it's the momentum of 30 years of faith. It didn't happen last week. You understand what I'm talking about? These are the things we've been believing God for 30 years about. I mean, you know, and then the Lord said to me in phase three of our ministry, I said, what's in phase three? He said, the aircraft's in phase three. It took me by surprise. I didn't, I didn't realize I wasn't asking about anything like that. I was asking about the anointing. What, what's my assignment? What am I supposed to do? And he said, the aircraft is in phase three. Well, I've, I've seen something over the years for, for people that might think wrong about this or about us having the aircraft. I've seen something as I've looked over the years about this, that aviation was never my plan. He has initiated it in every case. When I said, I don't think I'm 30 years ago, I, I'm, I'm estimating 30 years ago, I don't think I'm interested in aircraft, having our own aircraft. He stopped me and he said, don't say that. That, that wasn't me initiating that. He said that. Then second of all, I said, Lord, what's in phase three? And he said, out of the blue to me, the aircraft is in phase three. That was not my... I would have probably kept on going on and say, someday we'll get an airplane. You know what I'm talking about? 
So, so every time it's him that initiates it. This is a bigger thing to God than, than sometimes maybe we want to realize. Because it's about the plan of God. Amen. Praise God. Are you understanding what we're saying? Don't think, well, you know, I'm just going to believe God for this, believe God for that. Get the plan. Get the mind of God. And the, funds, the funding is in the plan. For your life. I'm talking about for your life. This will work for your life. Maybe not an aircraft, but whatever you need for your assignment. It'll work for you. Amen. Get in the plan. Faith works a lot better in the plan than it does just doing your own thing. Amen. And so, um, praise God. Well, I was, the Lord has said so much to me over the last number of days. And uh, one of the things he said was, I told you you're trying to harvest the blade and not the ear. I said, yeah. He said, this is the ear. I said, okay. I said, well, we've already got planned to do the big offering. What's that? Are we, are we supposed to still do that? He said, I led you to do that. He said, the big offering is the full corn in the ear. I said, I said, I always wondered why you didn't say, I always wondered why you said you're trying to harvest the blade and not the full corn in the ear. But that's not what he said. He said, you're trying to harvest the blade and not the, not the, the corn in the ear. Does that make any sense to you? You know what that is? Blade, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. You know what that is? That's the progression of the development of your harvest off of the seed sown. That's what that is. And so um, the way aviation works, I'm going to share the word here a little bit about some things. But the way aviation works, you know, you buy a car, you just buy it as it is. If, it, if it's got electric uh, heating seats, you just take the electric seats. If it doesn't, it, you don't have. If it, if it doesn't have electric steering wheel, you usually don't, you know, heated, heated steering wheel. Um, you usually don't go put a heated steering wheel on it. You just buy it, whatever it's got. But that's not the way aviation is. Aviation, there are airplanes, not, not one we'll get, but there are airplanes that were built in the 50s that are still flying around perfectly good just like a just like an updated new airplane almost almost maybe some of the systems are a little older but um, but the way air, aviation is is they fly them a lot longer and they will they will keep updating them in other words the avionics keeps the, the the systems of avionics that enables you to know where other aircraft are know where your flight path is and all those systems what the weather's doing and all those systems for safety and all of that that keeps technology keeps developing and they keep updating they'll tear out the old system in the airplane put in a new system that's not the way cars are but that's the way aviation is does that make any sense and they keep updating them. They'll, they'll replace, you know, things whenever they get old. And, and so they'll, they're, they're a little different. So what am I saying? We're looking, we have a list of things that we, um, we know we need. Uh, certain kind of engines, certain de-icing system, you know, all those certain things. There's, I won't go through the list of all of them. We have a list of things we need. And, and if you look at that list, it's, it's not every day that that kind of aircraft comes on the market. Does that make any sense? You might have a list of 10 things and eight of them are, are on the aircraft when you buy it. And, but you go ahead and buy it anyway, but then you update it. Does that make sense? And you get what you really need. Um, and there are certain things we need to have right away because we're going to be flying in the wintertime and we won't fly without it. Does that make sense? But to keep the de-icing system going. But, but, but then there's other things. Well, you know, hey, if it doesn't have an air conditioning, we'll be fine in the wintertime. <laughs> right? <laughs> And, uh, but if you've ever ridden in an airplane without an air conditioner, you know, okay, that's not a luxury. That's, 
That's, uh, anyway, you don't open the windows and let the wind come in when you're flying. <laughs> so, but, uh, but anyway, there's, uh, there's things, we'll, we'll follow the leading of the Lord as to which aircraft to get. Does that make any sense? And if it doesn't have everything on it, then we'll, get, we'll, we'll put it in the shop at some point and get it updated. Does that make any sense? And that's the kind of thing that the big offering will be for. Does that make sense? I'm trying to make it clear for you. Plus, uh, the Lord put it in my heart, uh, the big offering can go towards the first year of operational expenses. Uh, maintenance and the first year of annual if you know anything about aircraft they have to be inspected by a, a federal uh, inspector every year you can't just drive it you know like you do your car and forget about it because if the if the engine goes out in your car you just put her to the side of the road right <laughs> but in aviation they have it checked every year they want you to know that you're flying a safe aircraft and, and we do too amen so, praise the Lord. So, the big offering will go towards things like that. Operational costs, um, aircraft maintenance, uh, any upgrades that we need to get the aircraft to, be, to, to really be what we need. And then uh, the salary for the pilot. And then any additional expenses of acquiring the aircraft. Because we could get the aircraft for this, but to update it. Well, if, if it has everything on it, we would need just a little bit more than this. Does that make any sense? I'm trying to explain it to you so no, you know why we're doing the big aviation offering. So, everybody that's clear in what we're doing, say amen. amen. There's somebody up in heaven, I think, that knows uh, this is happening this morning. We have a picture of him here this morning. <clears throat> Don't you love that picture? That's my father in the faith. Dr. Dufresne came to a special celebration we had. I don't remember what it was, celebrating an anniversary or birthday or something. And uh, he surprised me, and they caught it whenever he surprised me that he was there. But I think he's uh, aware of what's going on right now. Praise the Lord. Can I just share a few things? This, I'll be honest, this gives me, I, I woke up with a real, the next day, I believe it was, uh, or next day or so, whatever, I woke up with a real sense of responsibility. This, this is not just, woohoo, exciting, exciting. This is responsibility. The Lord, I can't take the time to go through it with you, but the Lord has given me dreams at night about, and, and, and spoken to me correct, uh, directly and almost correctively to correct my thinking about how we maintain that aircraft. I could tell you the whole dream, tell you everything, how it happened and everything. In other words, the Holy Ghost is talking about different aspects. And so the responsibility of this um, is, is uh, real to me. I have a real sense of in, that in my spirit. I don't mean anxiety, but I mean responsibility to be, number one, <coughs> a good steward of this. Number two, be faithful to the plan of God. Right? And uh, keep the aircraft maintained and always uh, keep the plan in focus with it. Sometimes people, I had someone in the congregation come up to me and said, you sure are, this was a number a while back, you sure are going to enjoy your new, new toy. And I held their hand and squeezed it. I said, this is not a toy. This is a tool. Just like a computer, just like an office desk, it's a tool. Amen. This is not something we have lusted after in the flesh. I, I, I kept, you know, saying, God, are you, are, is it needed? Amen? 
And so um, we keep that in focus. Praise the Lord. It's not the focus of the ministry. It's a means to a focus. The ministry is about people. Amen. Uh, and about uh, and keeping that correct in our in our uh, thinking is a responsibility that I take serious, and so we do need to maintain it right. We do need to we do need to treat it right. But um, look at the grace of God on us as we've taken these steps. Look at the grace of God on us. Um, if you gave three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, twenty, hundreds, thousands, or whatever, your seed is just as precious as anybody else's. Praise the Lord. And so, uh, you know, th- th- that's the way we need to see this. You, nothing you did was small in the eyes of God. Amen. Nothing you did. Not, no, no child that gave a dollar or two that was small in the eyes of God. Because the Lord said this to me one time. He said, obedience is always big to me if it's done according to what I said to do. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad? Doesn't that, doesn't that sort of keep us thinking right about things? And so I, I know this, um, your faith pleased God just as much as anybody else's faith that pleased God, regardless of the size, big or small. If you did what God told you to do, you, you pleased God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you get just as much reward out of it, all the people that are ministered to. And so I think God sees these things a lot different than people see them. And, uh, and uh, I know you gave willingly, gave joyfully. And uh, it was in your heart. It wasn't twisted out of you. I mean, have you heard us get up here and, and manipulate or twist or anything? In fact, this is the first we've said anything about this for how long? Five weeks, six weeks, maybe, something like that. We just don't make it a focus. We're ministering the word to people, the focus. Listen, you don't, have to, you don't have to manipulate. You just have to do what God told you to do and use your faith. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, uh, I just marvel at the grace of God on this. Um, um, financial abundance is called the work of grace in the New Testament. You ever notice that? I, myself, am taking to heart what I'm getting ready to say, and I want everybody here to take this to heart. We should never, ever, ever be proud of what grace did in our lives. That's a good way to lose it. Are you there? Uh, I said never. Everybody's hearing me say, I hear you, Pastor. Never. Uh, the, Lord, the Lord, he talks to me about these kinds of things. Um, I remember one time, this was years ago, he said, no, far, no, long, no, no matter how far you go in the grace of God for you financially, there's all different kinds of grace, you understand. <clears throat> but in finances, he said, you're the same old Joe in your shorts as you always have been. Now, do I need to say that? Do I need to give any more descriptions of that? <laughs> Amen. Amen. This, is, this is the work of God. Yes. This is the work of the grace of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I've learned something about this kind of grace. He gives this kind of grace to those that honor the plan. Yes. And he also gives it to those who are humble. Yes. In other words, it's not about us. It's not about us bragging about something. Uh, that'll get you in trouble with God. It's just a tool. Say it's a tool. Hallelujah. None of you gave to us. You gave to the plan. I said you gave to the plan. You gave to what God put in uh, a man's heart, not what we wanted to do. I encourage people. I've, friends of mine have heard about what we're believing God for now, now obtaining. And uh, 
I tell him, I said, listen, if God hasn't spoken to you about aviation, don't. Just don't. Just don't. It's not, it's not, <laughs> amen. You understand what I'm talking about? And so, um, praise God. We honored the plan. God honored the plan, and he was honoring our faith. Praise God. Amen. The Lord said this to me. He said, if you hadn't have stepped out and, and obeyed me and planted the church in Kansas City, he said, I wouldn't have been able to do this. I'm just sharing things that he said because we want to learn as we go, don't we? Praise God. So, um, the Lord said some things to me about some, some miracles he's going to start doing for this ministry. But he said this to me about two weeks, three, two or three weeks ago. Amen. He said, you're going to start seeing some miracles to demonstrate that I'm with you and in the pl- that, that you're in the plan. Because some things are going to start to bother Iowa a little bit. But he said, I'm going to do it in such a way that, that man has to recognize that's the grace of God on that ministry. Amen. So, um, hallelujah. What about this flow of the debt-free flow? I believe it's a new flow for us. I believe it's a new flow for us. Ruth said, have you ever read the story of Ruth and Naomi? It's the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. Ruth, uh, well, let me kind of give you a quick paraphrase of it. Uh, Naomi and her husband left Israel, went over into a Gentile land to live, and which they really shouldn't have done, but whatever. Um, and then they, uh, her, her husband died, but their, uh, Naomi's two sons married wives, Gentile wives, and they both died as well. So Naomi's husband died, and her two daughters-in-law's, her two sons died, and all she had was her and her two daughter-in-laws who were from that, from that foreign land, who served, you know, other gods and so forth. Um, so, but when Ruth, uh, I mean, when Naomi decided to come back home, because that's a good place to go back to is where you belong, when things don't go right. When she decided to go back home, she said to her daughters-in-law, y'all just stay here. Your people are here, so forth. You, you grew up here. And one of them went back. And one of them stayed with, with uh, Naomi and said, I'm going to go with you. Yes. Right? That was Ruth. That's why we have her story in the New Testament. Ruth actually was in the lineage. The, she was in the lineage of Jesus. Yes, Isn't that an amazing thing? She met Boaz, and amen, every young lady looking for a husband needs to find, him a, find her a Boaz. <laughs> He's a good man. But so here's the point. Uh, Ruth said, whenever Naomi said, you, you can just go back home. You don't have to come with me. Ruth said, where you go, I will go. Your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. Where you lay your head, I'm going to lay my head. And so forth and so on. She said, I'm staying with you. Amen. Well, the number, I said that because a number of uh, months ago, I think back in maybe July or August, the Spirit of God started talking to me about that story. And I never, I never thought much. I don't think, I don't think I had ever read the book. I'm not proud of that, but I'm saying I don't think I ever had. I mean, I kind of generally knew the story. But the Lord dealt with me about that, that Ruth, excuse me, Naomi was a divine connection for Ruth. To get into some things in God. Are you following me? And so when she said, where you go, I'll go, and so forth, your God will be my God, I got to that point when I was reading the story and the Spirit of God started dealing with me. He said, right there's what I want you to see. He said, you put a limit on a dream I gave you about your connections in the ministry. 
I had a, a dream about Brother Hagen, Dr. Dufresne, and Pastor Nancy, and those are my three main connections. And he said, you put your own interpretation on it. You limited it only to the anointing. But he said, I want you to take that verse where you go, I will go, and apply it to wherever Pastor Nancy goes. He said, Naomi told Ruth to stay. And she said, no, where you go, I'll go. She was not just saying, my God will be your God. In other words, I won't serve idols anymore, but I will serve Jehovah. But she wasn't just saying that. She was saying, whatever you go into in Jehovah, I will go into in Jehovah. Ooh, I got it. And he said, whatever Pastor Nancy gets into, I told you in that dream, you're invited to go. And then he enumerated different things that I was invited to go into. That means this ministry. That means all of us are invited to go into. And he enumerated several of them. And he said, he said aviation. He said the debt free flow. And he enumerated several other things. Hallelujah. And so I told that Pastor Nancy whenever I was up in Canada, whenever we were there, she was ministering that miracle crusade. And I told her that. And she, I said, I said, well, because they paid their church off. Yeah. 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 I said, where you go, I go. Yeah. Where you go, I go. Yeah. And I called her Wednesday night and I said, where you went, we went. <laughs> 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 Hallelujah. I'm just telling you some things the Lord's talking to me about. Can you see this? Now, really, the, the, uh, where we're walking right now is the, not the result of one truth that got inside of us, and, the, and that truth is bearing the fruit. This is the result of many truths. Keep, the Lord keeps adding to our faith. Those truths all coming together into one life or, you know, a couple's life and combining it into a mighty force that brings forth these kinds of results. This is not man. This is God, God's word producing this kind of results. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. We need to have faith not just to acquire it, but to maintain it. Pastor Nancy taught us that. Not just to have faith to acquire it, but to maintain it. And so we're going to use our faith for that. To get ahead of that in the big offering. And uh, not be constantly constantly needing to catch up on that but we'll just stay ahead of that in the big offering amen? amen praise the lord here's something else the spirit of god so clearly and sweetly when i laid my head down to, to sleep the other night so clearly and sweetly said to me and i saw the whole thing when he said it. that's the way that, that's the way these things work he said he said to me he said i'm committed to this yeah. I, I get amazed at him his reassurance of me concerning this he said, I'm committed to this. Instantly, I saw what he was talking about. In other words, I'm not going to get you into the beginning of this and say you're on your own. I'm going to be with you all the steps that it takes to go all the way and, and to finish your course, which requires aviation. He was mainly talking about aviation. Hallelujah. In other words, he's going to fully take care of all the funding uh, of the aviation department ongoingly. Any maintenance that comes up, any operational costs that come up, praise the Lord. Whatever the cost of the annual is, he's going to maintain that. Praise the Lord. And there's no pressure on me, no pressure on you. Just all our, look, all our eyes are on him. I just like to say sometimes in certain departments, I say, Lord, this is your idea anyway. So I, I, I'm not going to put it over. You put it over. I'm going to go hunting. Praise the Lord. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Let me say something. I'm going to finish this. I know we're going a little long here today. But let me say something to some that maybe struggle financially. And it's just been a, a long time. And it seems like it lingers on. Don't, don't look at something like this and let the enemy beat you up. Because I know how the devil can take something like this and on the way home start twisting it in your mind. And say, well, you'll never have anything, you know. You're, you're just not, you're, you're a faith misfit. Your faith doesn't work. You've been struggling for years, so forth and so on. I know what it's like to almost hurt on the inside at other people's blessings. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about or not. You remember that story Brother Hagin uh, told about the, the uh, ministry, the, the conference they went to, that they didn't even have the money to get a hotel. They got in a line for people that had need of assistance to stay in somebody's house. And she had to, Miss Aretha had to borrow a dress just to go to the conference. Yeah. I've lived there. Yeah, I know what that feels like. Yeah. You understand what I'm talking about? Remember that story? And uh, then uh, they were in this one pastor's home. And um, well, I don't know if they were even in the ministry at the time. But anyway. Um, but uh, Miss, this, this lady that they were staying at home showed Miss Aretha her fur coat. And wanted to rejoice. Wanted her to rejoice with her. And she did. But she went back to the bedroom crying. You know what I'm talking about? Remember that story? And Brother Hagin said to her, honey. He said... If you'll stay with me. He said, I'm learning. I'm learning to follow the Spirit. I'm learning to follow the Spirit. If you'll stay with me, then you'll have a fur coat for every day of the week. One for every day of the week. A pastor, not a pastor, a minister friend of mine said that he was helping the Higgins one day do some rearranging. And he said he took out a box full of fur coats. And he said, I think she had one. She, she had two for every day of the week. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, uh, but that's just the blessing of staying faithful and learning to follow the Spirit. You remember when Pastor Nancy said, what was, somebody asked her, what was the hardest thing that you ever went through in life? And she said, they thought it, it would be when Dr. Dufresne went to heaven. She said, it wasn't then. It was whenever I didn't have the answers for how to make things work. How to, how to keep this from being tormented. And how to, how to cast down imaginations. Didn't know how to make the word of God work. In other words, whenever I was well, in a place I didn't have the knowledge of God. That was the hardest place. That's what Mom Hagen was going through. That's what was hard. It was hard because she, they had not, her and, Ms., her and Brother Higgins had not yet learned how to make these things work. And so it was tough. I've been there. I know what it's like to ache when I see other people's blessings. Not that I don't rejoice with them. Not that I'm jealous of them. But it's just like, I had no idea how to make that work. You understand what I'm talking about? Listen to my, listen to my heart. Hear this with your heart. Don't let something like this bother you. Don't let the devil beat you up. And hurt. Are you there? Just keep being faithful. Say, God, whatever I need to see. Teach me whatever I need to see. Lord, Lord, show me. Help me. Amen. God is just as good to you as he is to anybody else in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you. Praise God. Don't stop progressing. Don't stop learning. Amen. I'm trying to do for you what Brother Dr. Dufresne did for us whenever we first got connected with him. He was having a conference out there and he invited um, 
he invited uh, the ministers to his house for a fish fry after one of the services. And, uh, and uh, then some people wanted to see the house. It was a nice house. They toured the house. And before they, they blessed the food, before we, all pre- before we all ate, they blessed the food, Dr. Frain said, could I say something to some of you young ministers? He said, you might see the, the property we were so blessed to live on and see this home. And you might get discouraged. You might, you might think you, you could never walk in a place like this or have these kinds of things. He said, I just want to encourage you to stay faithful to the plan of God. Don't get out of the plan of God. The supply is in the plan of God. Amen. Are you still with me? That's what I'm trying to do for you this morning. I said, that's what I'm trying to do for you this morning. I just want to say that, that with God, payday doesn't come every Friday night. With God staying in his plan, being faithful what he told you to do. Listen, people see some things like this and they, 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 whatever they want to think or whatever their criticism thoughts or words are, that doesn't bother me. But they didn't see the years of having nothing and yet getting up and saying and answering the bell to the plan of God. Yes, sir. You said do that. Yes, sir. Where's the money going to come? I don't know, sir, but I'm going to do it, sir. Live that way for years. Amen. And would do it all over again if I had to. Because it's about the plan, the plan, the plan. But I've learned if you stay faithful to the plan of God, God will bless you in that plan. We kept doing, when God kept telling us to pull back and work, not work as much, but get more time to healing school in the first part of our ministry, we kept doing that and kept doing that and kept doing that. And the funds, the, 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 the incomes just kept on going down. And finally, I mean, I said, God, help. <laughs> And he gave me the answers. He started telling me how to do it. And it started working for us. Can I, are you hearing the encouragement? Praise the Lord. So I just know this. Go over to uh, some verses and we'll wrap this up. Go to Genesis chapter 15 verse number 1. Genesis 15 verse number 1. This is God speaking to Abraham. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. If you look up the word exceeding great reward, it could be translated overabundant divine compensation. Amen. Praise God. Reward literally means higher wages, pay, compensation, fair, passage, pa- passage money. You look it up. In other words, I am your compensation. I am your payoff for doing what I told you to do. And I'll do it exceedingly much. The Hebrew brings this all out. I'll do it exceedingly much and make you exceedingly great. Praise God. Now I want you to see. The first three words of the sentence, or the first three words of the verse. After these things. That verse is in the context of what happened in the previous couple of chapters. I don't have time to go back there, but you can go back and read chapter 13 and chapter 14. Number one, it's the story of Lot choosing the good land, and he had to use land that wasn't, wasn't that good. And then second of all, the, uh, he had to go to battle and get Lot out of captivity. Right? And so there was a lot of things that looked like it wasn't fair. Somebody else taking advantage of him. But he stayed in the plan of God. 
That's why it says after these things. After what? After chapter 13 and after chapter 14. So the context here is whenever it looked like to stay in the plan of God was costing him a lot financially, God came on the scene and said, I will divinely compensate you for staying in the plan. Those are three of the biggest words in that whole chapter. After these things. After these things. I'm just saying, stay in the plan. Stay obedient to the plan of God. And God will make it, he'll make it good to you. He might not pay up every Friday night, but he will pay up. Praise the Lord. And then go to Hebrews chapter number, tw- chapter number 11, verse 24 through 26. We were actually looking at, we were looking close to this. Hebrews 11, 24 and 26. Y'all still here this morning? We're teaching you the word of God. Hebrews eleven twenty four through 26. By faith Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. He wasn't really choosing to suffer affliction. He was choosing to do the right thing, knowing that it was going to be, that it was going to be persecuted. He wasn't saying, pick me, I want to be persecuted. He was saying, Lord, I'll do your plan, and I know it's going to be persecuted. Can you see what he's saying there? Choosing that, that, choosing to do the right thing, in other words. Um, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Now look at this. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Look at that phrase. He had respect unto the recompense of the reward. I, the Lord spoke to, this by, to me by the Spirit to tell you today. He said, listen, hear it this way. He had faith in the divine compensation. I heard that by the Holy Ghost in my spirit. The recompense means the payoff. In other words, I'll pay you back. Whatever you lost for staying in my plan, I'll pay you back. And it won't be man paying you back. It'll be God divinely doing it. And listen, what God can do is way beyond what man can do. He had faith in the divine compensation. I said he had faith in the divine compensation. And you are being told in Genesis 15.1 as a seed of Abraham that he is your shield and your exceeding great reward. He is your divine compensation. Stay in the plan. Ephesians 2.10. In the plan. Taking paths which he has prepared. Living the good life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you what. I'm preaching myself happy. There's a payoff for staying in the plan of God. God's not asking you to just suffer and do without. It might start out that way. The the compensation might not come the day you commit to do the plan of God. But if you'll stay faithful to it, payoff will come. Payday will come. Praise God. I said praise God. I wish I had time to preach on that. But I I, I just don't want to take any more time. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can you say amen to all that? Does God love Pastor Jay? Does God love some other man? Does God love some other ministry more than he loves you? No, he loves you just as much. I have had, I have had, these are things, you know, like, like this divine conversation, things that I, I, my spirit feasts on in fellowship with God in the nighttime. He talks to me. I, I, I rejoice in it. I say yes to your plan. And he, he tells me what he'll do for me. And I can't even always tell it. Because I don't want to blow people out too much. You've got to give them a little bit so they can handle it. Some of you are having enough trouble as it is. <laughs> Amen. 
So my spirit feasts on these things in the nighttime and I walk in them in the daytime. Praise God. Praise the Lord. You glad you came this morning? I wish I had time to get into more, but we'll just, we'll just stand to our feet. Say out loud, I am so thankful for the plan of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Say it out loud. Thank God for his faithfulness. Thank God for his faithfulness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we worship you this morning. We acknowledge you and your grace and all these things. We're blessed. We're blessed to be a blessing. Father God, we thank you for your blessing on this congregation. Your blessing on the plan, our faithfulness to your plan. We choose your plan. We say yes to it every day. Every day. And if it takes, takes more than once a day, we'll do it more than once a day. Father, we'll not let any other person tell us. It's just not fair. You're out there doing this or that. And you're not getting paid. So forth and so on. Father, we'll not let another person speak into our lives. We are committed to your plan. We're committed. Say it out loud. I am committed to the plan of God. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. God loves me. He loves me. He loves me. And I know he's no respecter of persons. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 Are you encouraged? Hallelujah. You're not mad, right? You're glad. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We don't put any pressure on anybody. Kansas City, if they want to get in on the big offering in, uh, what, January 21st, you're welcome to. No pressure. Just whatever. See, this is, this is the way God's plan is. It's free will offerings. Hallelujah. I think everybody that's been given, they just, they just do it with gladness. Praise God. If you can't do it with gladness, either, either get glad or else just keep it. Amen. Just keep it. Praise the Lord. No pressure from this ministry. Hallelujah. God's doing things in such a way that people have to begin to recognize uh, they're following the plan of God. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. Does the worship team have something to sing that would fit here? God's, God's got to give you something. You got something that would fit here? I know we've gone a little long this morning, but it's been good. I'm, I'm endeavoring to encourage you. Praise the Lord. Your compensation doesn't come from man. Let me, we were talking about raising children earlier. Raise your children not to only do something if they get paid for it. You don't have to give them an allowance around the house to take out the trash. Well, I can feel that. I need to yeah. say that again. They don't need to get a salary down at the church to help clean the church or help set up the Christmas decorations or do something like that. Amen. You serve as unto the Lord. Praise God. Train them up in that. Pastor Nancy talks about she didn't get paid to be the organ player for five years. But divine compensation kicked in and she got the highest, uh, what do you call it, uh, scholarship 
in the nation in that area at the time, she got a scholarship for her, her, her college education. That was divine compensation. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we need to just give as unto the Lord and believe God however he, and he's got ways of working these things out that just boggles the mind. You, can, you might see no way and God will say, oh, I've got ways. I've got ways. My ways are above your ways and my thoughts are above your thoughts. And he'll get it to you, man. And I've noticed a lot of these things come as suddenlies. Israel was, was robbed of for 400 years of slavery. But when, when payday came, it came suddenly like that. They, 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 they went and got favor and got the gold of the Egyptians and the silver of the Egyptians. And they went out of there loaded with gold and silver and it turned in a day. Joseph stayed in the plan of God. He stayed in the plan of God whenever everything looks like it was against him. And he wasn't getting paid to be uh, a, a worker in Potiphar's house. He wasn't getting paid in prison. He was a slave in Potiphar's house. He was, he was in prison and he wasn't getting paid. But he stayed faithful, kept his heart right, and said, I'm going to stay true to the plan of God. And it turned in a day. I said, a lot of these things come in suddenly. I mean, you're just staying faithful. You're just being, you're plodding and, and obeying God. And all of a sudden, boom! <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm believing for some suddenlies for everyone here. Suddenly! things turn. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we rejoice in it this morning. You got something to sing? Something that'll fit here?
amen, amen. Well, thank God for his goodness. Turn to your neighbor and say, he's good to you all the time. Hallelujah. And tell your other neighbor, say, I'm going to stay faithful to God. And I'm going to get a divine compensation.